Welcome to the Marie Manucherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 16 years of professional healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My medical background combined with intuitive insights and skill in moving energy have been a catalyst for transformation in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. and welcome to the Marie Menu Cherry Show. We are live here in Seattle. It's actually kind of a nice day. It's not that cold. I can tell you that much, even though I'm wearing a coat in the studio, just because I tend to get a little cold sometimes in the studio. And the holidays seem to be going smoothly. I don't think people are too crazy yet, Eric. It looks calm out there. The grocery stores are fine. I haven't been to the mall yet. I'm a little scared. Maybe that's the silver lining of the economic <laughs> downturn. Oh, if you will. I'm liking that. There's a little more civility out there uh, in the in the stores because there's not as many people shopping. I don't know. Just a theory. Yeah, yeah. It's not too crazy out there. And I like your theory. That's good. And um, I, I was just going to say with the weather, you know, it seems like we're getting both nice days and ugly days all rolled into one. So there's something for everybody, you know? <laughs> that's true. We had hail yesterday. One minute, it's... A downpour, it's a deluge of, you know, liquid falling from the sky. And then the next minute, it's a beautiful sunny day. It's so. like, Yeah, it was like that yesterday. Yesterday was exactly like that, actually. Yeah, yeah. I totally forgot. Today it's been mellow. Yes. Nice and mellow, no hail, no, not a lot of sun, but it's actually quite gorgeous. And I always want to thank our listeners and our callers from all over the world for listening to the show. It's an honor and a blessing to be able to talk with you and teach you what I know about energy medicine and also to invite guests on the show who I think stand on the leading edge of thought to offer their teachings and their insights as well. So to all of you, thank you so much and happy holidays for everyone. We do have a guest today too as well. We have Christopher Renstrom. He is actually in Utah. He's calling in um, on the phone today and he has been practicing astrology since 1985. He created the horoscope um, column for Allure magazine and a Renstrom horoscopes, which are carried on Verizon, Sprint, and Alltel. He is, uh, has conceived and developed Ask the Astrologer for LifetimeTV.com, which is actually where I heard about you, Christopher. Welcome oh. to the show. Yeah, I was actually online on the Lifetime.com uh, website looking for a movie to download. <laughs> Seriously, I'm kind of a romantic junkie, which is not so great. And uh, I saw you and I went, huh, that's interesting, Ruling Planets. And I clicked on you and read your question and answers that you have for that you do at your newsletter or on your website. People can write in and you answer questions. Absolutely. And I was so impressed. I just thought they were absolutely lovely. You also currently write daily horoscopes for the San Francisco Chronicle. Uh-huh. And, and SFGate.com. Oh, you say that again? Go ahead. And also SFGate.com, which is their uh, internet uh, version of the paper. Wonderful, wonderful. And, of course, you are a f- the feature person and the catalyst for the magazine of rulingplanets.com, which is so exciting. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me on your show. So are you from Utah? Because you just don't no. feel like a Utah guy. I'm sorry, but you just don't. <laughs> no, I actually uh, come from uh, Menlo Park, California. Bayer, uh-huh. California. Yeah. And uh, I lived for about 28 years in Manhattan. And uh, then I moved on out to Utah because my uh, partner is the artistic director for Ballet West. Oh, really? Which is, yeah, which is the flagship company, uh, ballet company for the uh, state of Utah. Oh, my gosh, that's amazing. That's a, yeah. a great reason to move. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great <laughs> a reason to... a beautiful place to live. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, welcome so much. So what led you into astrology in the 80s? 
uh, what was that again? What led you into the field of astrology? Um, I had the very, very uh, fortunate experience of studying under uh, Zoltan Mason's uh, principal uh, student, <coughs> Carolyn Esnian uh, Hernandez, and Zoltan Mason was a very big figure in New York City in the uh, 70s and the 80s. Uh, his big contribution was that he was responsible for helping to translate uh, much of the uh, Moran um, astrological texts uh, from the French into the uh, Moran de Villefranche, much of the astrological texts from the French into the English. Anyway, he sort of ran this kind of archetypal astrology bookstore on the uh, east side, and I was very fortunate to have met one of his students and to study under her, and um, that's basically how I got my start in astrology. Oh, wow. It's very exciting. You're very good, by the way. I had a reading with you uh, several months ago, and <laughs> it was when I was, my manuscript was in several publishers, and one was considering me more seriously, and you right. gave me a specific deadline. You said you need to have everything in by the 19th. I think it was of September. Uh-huh. And I said, okay, I made sure I had everything in, and you're right. They, they were the publisher who ended up deciding Yay. to, yeah, so yes, thank you so much. You, very great reading, really accurate. I completely enjoyed it. So you live in Utah. You learned uh-huh. about astrology beginning in the 80s. You also uh-huh. wrote a book in 2002, um, yes, Ruling Planets. Yes, uh, basically, uh, my book that I wrote and was published by HarperCollins mm-hmm. uh, in, in 2002, uh, hardback and paperback. Unfortunately, right now it's out of print. Because you sold you, too many of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what happens. Right. <laughs> but, but it is actually, it appears on the website itself, which is uh, really an extension of the book. But to get back to the book, I wanted to write a different type of astrology book, because a lot of astrology books are, you know, sun sign this, sun sign that, sun sign everything, and, and its brother. And there's actually an older tradition in astrology where it wasn't the zodiac sign that was important, it was the ruling planet. Mm. And, um, in fact, the idea of people <clears throat> identifying with their zodiac sign is not even a 100 years old. Um, it was. It came out of a publicity gimmick uh, that was designed by a British uh, uh, astrologer, R.H. Naylor, for the birth of Princess Margaret in 1930, um, which basically is the origin of the sun sign column. Anyhow, uh, centuries before then, or up until that point, it wasn't the zodiac sign, like saying I'm a Gemini or an Aries or a Scorpio that mattered. What it was was the planet that you were born under. So people would say, I'm a child of Mars, or I was born under Venus or Saturn is my guiding star. And it was this idea of this planet traveling through the zodiac sign, which never moved. They're always fixed in space. But it's the planet traveling through the sky with its risings and its settings that really described um, the destinies of people as they unfolded in life and, and likewise above in the sky and the stars. Well, and that's really how astrologers read. They look at yeah. your planet and where the heck it's going and what's going to be happening to it, well, well, basically. Exactly, because if the astrologers just looked at your sign, like if you were Gemini or Scorpio or Cancer, um, that's based on a collection of stars, constellations, that never move. So if we just wrote about Cancer or Gemini, you'd be reading the same horoscope day in and day out because mm-hmm. it never moves, it doesn't change. It's the ruling planet, the moon, or Mercury, which is orbiting, 
you know, the sun, and, and in astrology, everything is seen from our perspective, so it rises and sets across the sky. It's that movement of the planet that the astrologers follow, and that's why every day there's a new horoscope uh, for you to read in the paper or, or the magazine. Oh, that's just fascinating. Well, do you have any predictions for 2011? Because I think it's going to be a cool year, because I love the number 11. But as an <laughs> astrologer, I'm sure you have some insight for us all. Well, it's a big year. Um, it's a better year. Yay! Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, there are a whole bunch of factors, and, and of course this is where it gets into sort of astro gobbledygook. <laughs> but long story short, we're coming to the end of a series of eclipses that took place in cardinal signs. Cardinal signs is any zodiac sign that is connected to a solstice or an equinox. Um, And so these uh, particular signs are always connected to season changes, because the season changes when the sun enters Aries, the sign of the spring equinox, for instance. Um, But they also deal with major life directions and changes. Well, this has been going on since the summer of 2009. Um, and so that's why there has been such very powerful uh, directional changes and upsets that have been going on that combined with uh, Saturn's very long and, and, and sustained stay in Virgo. Anyway, long story short, all of that energy really sort of clears up once we get past January. Mm. And so 2011 promises to be a much more stable consistent and and kinder year (laughs) than the past couple of years have been lovely okay yeah see 11 is a lucky number i think it's it's a good sign it's an omen (laughs) especially when it goes with the two in front of it (laughs) exactly yeah right 2011 and then you know we're going to have callers um so we're going to have people calling and they're going to be giving their birth date and time and place and all that great stuff but before we get to our callers we're going to take a break actually before that but i wanted to ask you a question i have most of my close girlfriends are Libras, believe it or not. Well, of course, I'm an Aries, so that makes sense that I would have that many Libras around me. And I know Saturn's in Libra, and it's been a little tough for all of them. Yes. <laughs> so, so is 2011 <laughs> going to be a little bit better or more of the toughness? Because I know they're not going to be out of Saturn until, I think, 12. Is that correct? Yes. Um, the nice thing about Saturn and Libra is that Saturn is exalted in one sign and one sign only, and that's Libra. Oh, wow. So, uh, so that's actually Saturn on its best behavior. <laughs> <laughs> but even Saturn on its best behavior can be a little bit difficult because Saturn is the planet of tests, of trials and tribulations. So what they're probably experiencing are a lot of tests in their marriages or their relationships. Um, and so these are the areas that are, that are becoming impacted. But if they bear with it, uh, they're going to come out on the other side with probably, if they're single, a relationship. Mm-hmm. And um, if they're going through a rough patch, uh, you know, some sort of decisive action that's going to make them either, you know, engage the separation that they should have engaged or at least, um, you know, sort of reconfigure what the relationship is about from a floor-to-ceiling type of, type of level. I had no, yeah, and all my friends, I mean, one of them got married and bought a yeah. house, and um, the other one met a partner for the first time um, a little yeah. less than, a, well, about a year ago, and the other one, it's other relationships, you know, work relationships and all of that, yeah. but I had no idea that it's exalted in Libra. I don't yeah, feel so Saturn bad for them. To see people, Saturn <laughs> likes to see people married, which is oh. why you're seeing a lot of the um, gay marriage and partnership advancing and moving forward. Uh, Saturn is rules and laws, and so in Libra, which is the sign of marriage, 
Saturn likes to see people married. He wants the contract and the two names on it. So uh, that's pretty much what's going on. Oh, that's just fascinating. Well, I'm thrilled. Our callers are very lucky to have you on the air today, all the way from Utah with us. I'm Christopher Renstrom, and we'll be right back with Marie Menu Cherry Show. If you want to know how to get in touch with Marie or find out what's on her calendar, there are a variety of ways to find out. Become Marie's friend on Facebook or follow her on Twitter. Sign up for Marie's free newsletter. Each quarter, she writes an in-depth article and responds to Dear Marie questions. Email Marie if you'd like your question to be answered in an upcoming edition. Also, be sure to check out Marie's website in January. The class schedule for 2011 will be posted along with a complete website makeover. For more information, visit Marie's website, energyintuitive.com, or call 425-825-5671. The Gary Mance Show, it's the home of mastery and mystery. This Sunday, it's UFO Night as we welcome Stanton Friedman and Kathleen Martin. Co-authors of Capture, the Betty and Barney Hill UFO Experience, and the newly published Science Was Wrong. Stanton and Kathleen make a compelling case that we are not alone and sometimes not left alone. Skeptics beware as we discuss the best documented alien abduction case ever. Put the emphasis on mystery, the Gary Mance Show, Sunday at 7 Pacific. Marie and Dr. Sheila Dunn-Merritt's. Healing from Within series can now be purchased on DVD. This four-part interactive series was filmed live at their weekend workshops. The DVDs include medical and energetic insight, as well as informative tools you can use for a lifetime. Chakra exercises and dietary guidelines are included. The first two DVDs on detoxification and heart health are available now through Marie's website, www.energyintuitive.com. Coming soon are the Brain Health and Hormonal System DVDs. Purchase your copy today and get started on your own healing process. Don't touch that dial. You might miss something life-changing. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back, everyone. This is Marie Menu Cherry. We are live here in Seattle, where energy and medicine meet. And we have Christopher Renstrom, who is an astrologer. He is the astrologer of rulingplanets.com. He also um, is the lifetime.com astrologer, which I think is really cool, Christopher. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. <laughs> Very fun group to work with. Oh, that's lovely. I'm so happy to hear that. And we have uh, our lines are full, but um, maybe, Eric, you could hand out the phone numbers in case when someone drops off, someone else might want to call in. That's a great idea. People can call in today at 425-373-5527. Again, that's 425-373-5527 or toll free at 1-877-825-8828. Great. And so who do we have, Eric? Well, our first caller on the line today is Casey calling from Redman. Hello, Casey. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi, Casey. How are you today? I'm great. I'm really excited to talk to you guys. So, okay, what's your question for today? Well, anything you, exciting you want to tell me, <laughs> but I was calling, um, wondering about career. Right. Okay, um, right now, in terms of career, uh, you might be a little bit at, it's the phrase sixes and sevens, it might be a sense of being kind of at loose ends. Mm-hmm. Um, where if you're not already transi- transitioning, sort of being betwixt and between as far as career, it's a sense of like 
maybe you've reached the end of the road or you've gone as far as you can go in this particular situation. So you want to move uh, over to something that's much more interesting, but perhaps you don't really know how that's going to happen. Like what's, what, what are the steps to take or, or, or the connections or the things to do? Um, if that by any chance makes any sort of sense to you, um, then you have a couple of dates to look forward to. Uh, the first thing is, uh, in the next couple of weeks, there is going to be a very strong uh, sign or signal um, that, in essence, what I was saying before, that you've gone as far as you can go and that something new needs to be done or, or pursued. Uh, this may put you into that kind of transitional stage, which might be about February or March-ish. Um, but the thing is, if you can sort of ferret through all of your possibilities and really identify what you want to be doing career-wise, then the end part of May and the early part of June really looks terrific. Yay. Um, and so that's what I would shoot for. It's just that kind of like scrambling, I don't know what my next step is kind of thing that I'm a little bit concerned about with you. But if you can just, you know, really sort of pursue the path that you ultimately decide to take in that sort of February, March period, then I think that the end of May and, and June ought to be really terrific for you. That's interesting because I am in a new position. I've been uh-huh. at the company I'm at for about three years, but I'm in a new position. I've been in it about two months. Right. And so I keep telling myself I need to just stick with it. I like it. It's okay. But I know exactly what you're saying. Like, I don't think it's my big thing that I'm going to be doing. Exactly. And guess what? There is a big thing that you're going to be doing. (laughs) And maybe part of what I'm talking about is you needing to perhaps more articulate exactly what this new position is supposed to be, Um, especially if if you're getting the feeling that maybe they don't have the clearest idea of what it's supposed to be. If that's indeed the case, then that gives you an open door and you can take the initiative. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and Marie, is my archway still open? Yeah, there is an archway open behind you, yes. I don't know how much time you have left. I don't see it closing, but it <laughs> feels like it's getting, like, you know, it's ramping up to close. So um, maybe sometime in the early part of next year it'll close. But yes, it's still open. And when it closes, does that mean I accomplished what the archway was there to help me Well, do? not not necessarily. It's it's an opportunity. It, but you can have as many archways. Uh, it, archways are just about inner work. And the more inner mm, work okay. we do, the more opportunities we have. So I'm sure you'll be getting a new one right around May or June. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Thank you okay. so much, Casey. Thank Good you news. So All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Next on the line is Colleen calling from Seattle. Oh, hi. Uh, I um, actually, Marie, I was just introduced to you yesterday, not introduced to you in person, but a friend of mine told me all about you. And actually, I've been listening to your uh, podcast, your recordings all morning. Oh, thank uh, so you. I, I just, and I was thrilled. I, I think it's providential. Today was Thursday and you have your live show. Uh, so I'm just really thrilled to be here. Oh, thank you so much. And you're really, you know, this is your first time calling in, and you get to talk to Christopher. How fortunate. I, I know. I could not believe that. <laughs> <laughs> you're very lucky. Yes, I feel very lucky. Thank you. So do you have a question for Christopher? Yeah, I, I sure do. Um, I've been um, laid off for over two years, and right. I started my own business, and I have a, a partner in that business. and. We've been working really hard building it, and a lot of great things are happening. But um, it, I think that both of us are just exhausted now, mm-hmm. and and I feel um, 
uh, I think yeah, I with that and family life and everything else, I'm just trying to find my grounding now and keep pushing. I feel like we're just at that point, but it's right. been a lot of work, and it's been very gratifying, too, but it's just kind of scary now at this point with finances and, and those pieces, and so... Um, sure, sure. And it makes, that makes absolute sense, because... Um, there's been a lot of, um, I understand that you've been involved in a process, and whenever you're starting something like that, it takes a mm-hmm. tremendous investment of energy and willpower and even finances and resources. And <clears throat> you haven't quite gotten all of the returns that you were really aspiring to get. Uh, and, and maybe there have been like two or three times in that period of time that you're talking to me about in which it looked like it was going to move forward, and then it just either it didn't or it didn't pan out as much as you expected. Um, I'm very interested uh, to see what your Memorial Day, um, this past Memorial Day and the early summer looked like for you. Uh, Memorial Day weekend is on the May side of the summer. Labor Day is on the uh, August-September side of the summer. Sometimes people get those confused. Uh, But that might have been a very interesting period for you vis-a-vis your business. Uh Um, What I'm looking at that I'm excited about that I uh, like uh, seeing uh, is actually coming up in the first three to four months of 2011, and that is when Jupiter will be... uh, leaving Pisces, entering into Aries, and creating a fire trine uh, to your ruling planets in your horoscope. Although you are an Aquarius, uh, if I understand correctly, yeah. and, and that's, a, that's an air sign, uh, it's, it's Jupiter figure, uh, triggering off that fiery trigon, that fiery triangle in your horoscope, that's actually going to help you really realize the ambitions and the goals that you've, that you've set for yourself. So I'm actually expecting and looking for um, the first four months of 2011 to be very positive, very dramatic for you. Uh, it shouldn't be any half measure. It should really be a full, uh, a full thrust ahead so that I think you're going to be at the very least on solid ground um, okay. by the end of the spring. But I think perhaps there's reason to even hope for even more than that. So, wow, uh, that would be the time frame oh. that I would that I would set up for you. Oh. Well, that that's just so encouraging. I can't tell you how encouraging that is because it's been. Um, it, you're right. It's been incredible ups and downs with it, and I, we're totally committed. And it was uh, my passion to start this business right. too, and it's something I feel very strongly about, and been encouraged uh, by the very people I'm working with and represent. So right. Um, but, so I, I feel it's where I should be. I've worked in the corporate world before, did not want to go back to the corporate world again. No, and, and you shouldn't be. And we're living during a time where many of those business models are changing. So, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to be at the forefront, you know, and especially as an Aquarius, there's always that question of, you know, am I working at something that's before its time or am I working at something in which its time has come? And that that kind of tipping point approach to life can be, it can be a little lonely as an Aquarius trying to judge, <laughs> where, you know, am I enough ahead that, you know, I'm trailblazing or am I too much ahead that no one gets what I'm about? Right. And so what's so important and so what's so wonderful about being an Aquarius, a fixed sign, is that you have the persistence, you have the perseverance. And to be driven by fire, which is your passion, you're really, really on the right track. 
Oh, Yay! Yay! Oh, thank you. Oh, Colleen, this is your lucky day, I'm telling yeah. you. <laughs> I, I, I am full of gratitude. Oh, congratulations. For what you shared with me all morning and for this, it's just, thank you so much. Like, it, it, it just puts, it throws energy from the top down. <laughs> oh, oh well. wonderful. Have a fantastic day. Thank you for calling. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. You know, Christopher, one of the things I also love about your website is, because I get your tweets, you know, I, I follow <laughs> you on Twitter, and um, and you write in, you know, you write about celebrities and people in the news, and, and you write what planet is he or she on, and it's hysterical, actually. It's, it's, it's one of my favorite features. I'm so glad you enjoy that. Oh, I love it. I love it. And then, of course, one of the benefits of people subscribe to your website, rulingplanets.com, is that they can... Is it once a month they get to write a, ask a question, or how does it work? Or Yes, one of the features is ask, ask the Astrologer, and you get all sorts of things, like where's my planet now, your rise and shine days, your duck and cover days, you know, all those <laughs> sorts of things. But Ask the Astrologer is easily the most popular feature on the site, and basically uh, what your dollar ninety nine a month subscription gets you is you get to ask a question, and I will answer it, and it will be emailed to you directly. Oh my gosh, and you answer it, I mean, it's not like a two-liner. I mean, no, you do paragraphs, no. and obviously you're eloquent in your language. I mean, it's really beautiful. I love reading them. Well, but thank you. You're welcome, but now I'm going to be subscribing. I <laughs> Didn't really Yay. understand the whole thing, but yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> so, are you ready for some more phone calls? Sure. Okay, who do we have, Eric? All right, next on the line is Darcy calling from Seattle. Hello, Darcy. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm fine. Great. You have a question for Christopher today? Oh, I'm on the air. I hear You're you. on the air. <laughs> you are. I'm really you are. <laughs> I do. Um, I just wondered. I. I hope I plan to move next year. I'm looking at living, a career, a relationship, just whatever he sees for me. Okay, the idea of move and change is very strong for next year. Uh, the, the reason for this, let's see if I can make a long story short, is that uh, you were born on February 14th. I'm correct with that? Valentine's Day? Correct. Yes. Okay, terrific. Um, beautiful day to be born. Uh, one of your ruling planets is Uranus. Actually, you're born under a sign that has two ruling planets, and there are certain signs that have two ruling planets, and that would be Aquarius, Scorpio, and Pisces. Uh, one of your ruling planets, Uranus, takes, believe it or not, seven years to go through just one zodiac sign. Okay. And when you compare and contrast the fact that, for instance, the moon takes one month to go through 12 signs, or the sun takes one year to go through all 12 signs, Uranus takes seven years to go through one sign. Well, in March of next year, I believe it's about March 12th of next year, Uranus finally changes signs, all right? It will change from Pisces to Aries. And this is going to uh, basically be about a whole life change for you. Um, and it's going to be very dramatic. Um, it's not going to be sort of dipping the toe in the pool. Uh, it's going to be a very dramatic change for you, and one in which you're going to feel very much like all of a sudden, I'm on the right path. And you want to know something, Darcy? If you're not on the right path, then you're going to make it the right path. <laughs> in other words, there's such an adventurous, pioneering spirit to that Aries energy, which is going to be coursing through your horoscope, that fiery energy, which is going to be coursing through your horoscope, that you're going to be like, you know what? I'm going over there. That's where I want to be, and I'm heading in that direction. 
and that kind of boldness and that kind of confidence, which might have been a little bit missing for the last five to seven-ish years, will be coming back into your life like, like a flush of heat, you know, going right through your entire horoscope. And it's going to make you feel very bold, very confident, very enthusiastic, very excited about what is moving ahead. And being an Aquarius, your environment, your context, where you live, your space, very important for you. You have to be in a place where you really feel like this is a reflection of who I am. So it's not just going to be a change of residence. I would also expect lifestyle changes, um, and this may even uh, influence career changes for you as well. But the important thing here is that you feel like you're living a fulfilling life, that when you look in the mirror, that the person looking back at you is recognizable. And that's what that fiery energy, particularly the energy in Aries, is all about. Wow. So, Darcy, what do you think? Oh, perfect. <laughs> I'm very excited. It's everything I was hoping for. Yay. I'm ready to step into that. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure it's there for me. Oh. It is. It is. And I understand why you were feeling uncertain, you know, over the last year, maybe even 14 months, because of the Uranus going back and forth between the uh, signs. We dealt with retrograde, so there would have been a lot of feeling of sort of like backsliding a little bit or not feeling very confident about the ground that you're on. That happens when planets turn retrograde, particularly the ones that I'm looking at, uh, that we're moving backwards. Um, but the thing is, you're really on the other side of that, and I think as we get closer and closer to that March date, you're going to feel much more emboldened. And it's more than just sort of feeling emboldened. You're actually going to see what the next steps are. It's not just going to be, you know, jumping off a point somewhere. You're going to see what the next steps are, and, and your way will be truly lit. Oh, that's wonderful. I am so excited. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you so much, Darcy, for calling in, and we wish you a fabulous day. Oh, thank you, Marie. <laughs> You're welcome. So I'm all excited about Uranus moving into Aries myself. Although Me too. you are too. Okay, good. Because some people t- are a little bit nervous about it because, you know, Mars, the planet of war and yada, yada, oh, yada. Oh, goodness, goodness, goodness. <laughs> Mars gave us chivalry. Ah. And Mars gave us heroism. Ah. And Mars is a planet that's often um, associated to self-improvement, making the most of yourself. We have a lot of very important um, self-made people born under Mars. I mean, we don't really think of it, but Thomas Jefferson was born under Mars. And so that idea of making the individual difference, of of making a heroic stand, um, of talking about the pursuit of happiness and freedom for all, these are things that are very much espoused by the astrological sign of Aries, and particularly its ruling planet, Mars. Yay! Okay, well, that's wonderful news, Christopher. We're going to take another break here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show, and we'll be right back. The Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet, has added a new day to its lineup. Tune in Tuesdays from noon to one to hear repeats of some of Marie's favorite shows. Past guests include Lisa Oz, Mike Dooling, John Holland, Dr. Christine Northrup, and more. Listen to popular show topics such as The Other Side, Past Lives, Spirit Guides, and The Paranormal. The Tuesday show will eventually go live, so keep listening to Marie's show on Thursdays to find out when. If you want to know how to get in touch with Marie or find out what's on her calendar, there are a variety of ways to find out. Become Marie's friend on Facebook or follow her on Twitter. 
Sign up for Marie's free newsletter. Each quarter, she writes an in-depth article and responds to Dear Marie questions. Email Marie if you'd like your question to be answered in an upcoming edition. Also, be sure to check out Marie's website in January. The class schedule for 2011 will be posted along with a complete website makeover. For more information, visit Marie's website, energyintuitive.com, or call 425-825-5671. Eleven fifty KKNW.com. It's why they invented the internet. We think. Alternative Talk, eleven fifty AM. And welcome back to the Marine Manu Cherry Show. We are live here in Seattle with astrologer Christopher Renstrom. So Christopher, your book, Ruling Planets, is out of publish. I mean they need a they need to publish some more, right? Well, what happened is the book has had so much art in it. Oh. Uh, we had over 300 pieces of art. Oh. And uh, HarperCollins, when they published it, they went all out. I mean, it was published in what Singapore. A it had really fine paper. And so what it is, in essence, is that uh, the book was kind of a victim of its own success. <laughs> that, you know, to go and procure those those art pieces again, especially nowadays, it, it would have been really prohibitive in, in terms of expenses. Oh my, so. it makes me want to have the book even more now. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to be, I'm going to go to Amazon, see if I can find a used copy. There are still some copies to be had, and I okay. would strongly recommend and getting them because again it is out of print and um, you know what, whatever is remain is remaindered there. But on the website itself, the entire text of the oh. book has been reproduced. Oh, so, so you will get your ruling planet profile. In other words, you'll get a portrait of your planet. But then you click around and you find what sign your planet was in, and then you get that. And then that ties into the ongoing feature called "Where Is My Planet Now?" Because mm-hmm. we don't just leave you with the planet where it was when you were born. We we show you where it is right now and how it's affecting your life right now. Oh, well, that's beautiful. And thank you for putting such gorgeous artwork in a book. And maybe another publisher will get very excited and republish <laughs> it. You know, or this that thing. would be wonderful. And then we can single-handedly bring back the publishing industry. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> so, who do we have, Eric, on the line? Well, our next caller is David calling from Seattle. Hi, Marie. Hi, David. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm fabulous. Thank you. Do you have a question for Christopher? Yeah, this is an interesting show, Great show, like always. I, um, I'm wondering, um, being Virgo, if my ruling planet, if there's something a little different, the ruling planet's or what you might oh, uh, say about the, that the fact that I'm your going. ruling planet Mercury is in Leo? Yes, it's very different. <laughs> or I mean, I'm 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 sorry, I wasn't phrasing it very well. Um, maybe, maybe um, what change there might be coming mm-hmm. soon? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Sure. Well, first of all, uh, the good news for Virgos in general is that Saturn finally departed your sign after a prolonged two-and-a-half-year stay. And so that's why things were so difficult from September 2nd, 2007, to about July 26th 26th of this past year. Um, It was a very, very difficult time for Virgos. Saturn was really uh, creating a lot of stress in the lives of Virgos everywhere. Virgos would have experienced it in their work and in their health and in their bodies. Um, the uh, other thing uh, that was going on is that there were oppositions to Uranus uh, 
and to Jupiter, which is still clearing up right now. Um, so by the time we get into next year, it's going to be an easier, and I said, again, a kinder year for Virgos. Also bear in mind, just as a quick note, is that Saturn in an Earth sign, whether it's Taurus, Virgo, or Capricorn, is always connected to the downturn in the markets and the economy. Mm-hmm. And so if you go back to those dates of September 2nd, 2007, to about uh, July-ish of 2010, you'll see that that's active primarily between the 07 and the 09. And also if you go back to Saturn and Taurus in the 99-2000 period, that's also connected to downturns in the market, the famous dot-bomb period. But anyway, that's an aside. Um, you were born with your Mercury in Leo which is very important because Virgo is an earth sign, meaning that um, you will really concentrate on your body, your physical surroundings, your work, your effort. It's important for you to have something to show for yourself at the end of the day, whether it's a paycheck or, or an accomplishment or an achievement. But when you're ruling planet, which is Mercury, it's the planet of the mind, and this is very important for you. The mind is, is an incredible thing for you. You're ruled by your curiosity. You're ruled by your interests. When you have Mercury in a sign like Leo, that actually gives you a much more fiery quality than one would normally see with the Earth. Uh, the Earth Virgo is more the idea of sort of the standoffish and, and the kind of slightly distant type of person. When you have a Mercury in Leo, then you get a much more present, much more individual, much more I make a personal difference type of person. So the idea of perhaps working with your own hands or doing your own uh, job, um, mm-hmm. perhaps even working for yourself or uh, performing a skill or fulfilling a niche which is very specialized, which is very uh, individual or special to you. Maybe not a lot of people can do it, but you can. Um, this is something that's going to be very important for you. Also, the tools of the trade, the idea that you uh, not only are you the person who does what you do, uh, but you carry the tools of the trade uh, with you from place to place to place. So not only the idea of being very individual and very specialized is going to be important for you um, and being in charge of yourself, but also this idea that you personally make the difference in, uh, in, in a situation working. You're the kind of variable that people need to really activate that formula for success. Oh. Very cool. Well, yeah, thanks, Christopher. I, um, it's been um, really interesting hearing you. I'm going to be checking to, um, to find the book. So, so uh, great to hear your show, Marie. Yo, you're very welcome. Thank you, David, for calling in. Have a wonderful day. Thanks, Marie. Right. Have a great day, too. Thank you. We've got John on the line now calling from Redmond. Hi, Marie. Hi, Christopher. Thanks for having me on. Hi, John. Um, I was uh, I'm calling because I'm at a point in my life um, I'm not quite where I thought I would be or should be, and I'm trying to find some direction, and I've really been, unfo- uh, it feels uh, very busy in my head, hard to focus on just right. where right. I'm supposed to be going. And I feel that I'm pulled towards something. I, I really have, for the last year, I felt like I'm being pulled, but I'm just not seeing what I'm being pulled to. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, I can see it right off the bat. Um, It looks like you were born with your ruling planet Mars and Sagittarius. So what's important for you um, is a higher purpose. Uh, You need to know that there is a higher purpose at work in your life, uh, that there is a reason for why you do the things that you do. Now, it's not a scientific reason or fact reason or even a to-do list. 
it's this idea of a higher purpose, that, that, that when I do this, this is going to be personally fulfilling for me. Um, there's already a questing type of um, energy that's connected to Aries anyway. But when you have the ruling planet in Sagittarius, that questing takes on even more of an urgency. Um, it's really about a journey. It's really about discovering. Um, what would have been difficult about you? Well, I could spend 20 minutes telling you what would have been difficult about the past year for you. But long story short, uh, there was a Mars retrograde, which went from about December uh, 2009 to about March 2010. And Mars is the ruling planet, and it was moving backwards in Leo. So that would have been very much a feeling of backsliding down a hill and getting lost and getting confused and really trying to figure out where you were. That was also working in combination to Saturn going in and out of Virgo, which would have been squaring that ruling planet Mars. So it would have been this feel, feeling that whenever the field posts had been set and you had an understanding of what the playing field was, someone went and moved the field posts around again. So it's been very hard for you to adjust your compass. It's been very hard for you to pick a direction, uh, not because you don't have a direction, but it's been hard for you to read that compass to get your bearings. Exactly nice, how I feel. Uh, hmm? That's exactly how I feel. Yeah, and and the thing is, there's not a lot of stuff that really talks to us about that because we tend to blame ourselves, or maybe I need to be more affirmative, or my visualization needs to be more clear. No, this was your internal gyroscope being thrown off. And remember, astrology is about reading stars, and the main purveyors or messengers of astrology, the people who brought astrology from one culture to another, were sailors. Those were the people who spread astrology because they were using the star charts to steer their courses by, and they were also using astrology. But anyway, that's another talk. What I want to say to you is, in the latter part of January, you will start to get a sense of being back, well, kind of a lack of a better way of putting it, you're back online again. You're going to have much more of a sense of clarity. What I would strongly advise, though, for you is, uh, is two different things. Follow the big idea, but don't make it too big. You know, in other words, you're really going to need to understand how one step gets you to another, to another, and then to another. Uh, what can happen with that kind of Jupiterian type of Mars, which is my talking out loud, but anyway, <laughs> is that the idea can be, oh, this is such a big idea, but I don't know how I'm going to make this happen. Um, the thing is, this is what's really important. You know, athletes, they're born under the planet Mars. They train for things over and over and over again. Well, the thing is, the more that you can really sort of practice what it is that you want to do in your life, the more that you're going to be able to make that happen. But it really has to be a step-by-step -step process. And once that Jupiter changes signs, which I think is around January 22nd, you're going to feel much more like you're back on track with something like that again. And the other thing is, trust your enthusiasm. If you're excited about something, that means it's good. If you're not, and you're trying to talk yourself into it, that means it's a bad choice. <laughs> so always, you know, don't be afraid to be ruled by your enthusiasms. And the important thing to pursue is really what gets you excited. I, I really kind of lost um, excitement. Most of my interest, I really don't have any interest, you know. I've uh, been trying to go towards the metaphysical and looking for answers, but that's the only thing that really gets me excited is the looking for the answers. Everything else is kind of just kind of been right. right, and and what I'm hearing in that is the metaphysical looking for the answer. So I'm hearing the quest, and I'm hearing the search, mm -hmm. and I'm hearing the pursuit of the higher purpose. Um, 
it's all about that. It's really, really important to follow that. And part of what happens in our pursuit of higher purpose, particularly when you're dealing with a Jupiter energy like a Sagittarian Mars, is faith Faith we understand, but the leap of faith we don't always understand. You know, and there come certain times, and you're at one, where you have to take that leap of faith. And leap of faith, leaps are frightening, <laughs> you know, because it's like, what is on the other side? What if I jump and there's no answer? And the thing is, what you need to know is that you have outfitted yourself well enough in your life that you know how to take care of yourself in your life. You can take care of the basic concerns, okay? So that's, that's being taken care of. You know how to survive with that. What you need to really do is pursue the thing that enlivens and inspires you and to open up that part of your life. And that's not going to let you down. It's not mm. going to let you down. So it sounds like more metaphysical, uh, inspiring experiences for you, John. Well, thank you. <laughs> is, is there anything you see, Marie? Uh, I just loved what Christopher said to you, and I can just tell that he's... He has compassionate for you and is sending you all this energy and wanting you to take that leap, so to speak. So I'm just kind of reveling in that. I, I don't have anything more to add. I think that was great. Okay. Do you see anybody around me? Uh, at this particular moment, I don't. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't. Okay. Well, thank you for You're your welcome. time. That was wonderful. Yeah, thank have you. a fabulous day. You too. Bye. Alrighty, bye-bye. And, and so, you know, that is kind of a hard thing for people to take that leap of faith. But things were going to change for him anyway sometime next year, correct? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he's in the process and the unfolding of it. Mm-hmm. And um, it was interesting how he sort of asked whether you saw someone around him or whatever. Yeah. Uh, with that kind of Mars energy, it's very single-minded. Ah. And so when you're going through a process like this, this is something which a lot of Scorpios and Aries face in their life, which you may or may not know about, where it's yeah. kind of like, hey, you know, why, why am I on my own with all this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that comes from the Mars. I mean, mm-hmm. Mars really has to soldier on by itself, you know, wow. during certain periods. Not all the time, but certain periods where it really does have to soldier on by itself. Wow. Well, thank you so much. And who do we have on the line now? Right now, we've got Becky on the line calling from Bellevue. Hi, Becky. Hi. How are you doing, Marie? Uh, we're both doing great. And do you have a question for Christopher? Thank yes, you I for do, asking. Christopher. Um, I made a big life change this month um, on a, as you said, leap of faith. Okay. Uh, I have a couple of areas on that. How can I make it the healthiest and most productive for me the next few months and the next year? Okay. Um, you're going to be on the other side of that leap since we are using LEAP, mm-hmm. um, probably around June 3rd to June 7th of 2011. That's when I feel like your feet are planted, okay? What I'm going to be interested to see is that kind of in between the two spots, which is basically going to be about, I would guess, uh, or I would estimate, uh, January 19th-ish to about um, perhaps the, the end of March, Okay, now can I hear that question again? Because I was playing around with that configuration, so I got more involved in that. than I made a big life change this month, a leap of faith. Mm-hmm. How can I make it the healthiest and most productive for me the next few months and the next year? Okay, uh, so the thing is, I do see that in the next year, by the time we get to June, you're there, okay? So I would actually bring narrow the frame of that year to about January 19th to about that May period, for you, 
Um, I think that what you can do to make the most of it or, or to activate it is really, really quite simple. It's to practice it. Was it a lifestyle or a diet or physical change? Um, it was a lifestyle change. I just uh, moved here from Dallas mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, to live with a, a girlfriend and her family because uh, I was in a real bad place in Dallas, bad energy and just very uncomfortable and not good for me. Right, right, right. I can, I can, I can see that. Um, I think that, yes, I think the more, the, I, I think it's real simple for you, mm-hmm. honestly, which mm-hmm. is to, it, it's kind of like getting your sea legs, you know, getting your sense of where you are right now. Um, I don't think you're going to regress. I don't think you're going to slide back. I don't think those things that you left uh, before are, you know, going to, triumph over you or, or bring you back down to where you were, anything along those lines. Um, so I don't think you need to be uh, concerned about that. Um, I do understand that there's a part of you that wants to see perhaps more tangible results uh, of these changes that you've made. Um, and I think that in that regard, it's pretty much you have to sort of think like a farmer or perhaps maybe it's really more like a gardener. In other words, you've planted some seeds, uh, and whenever you plant seeds in that kind of new change, there's always a temptation to sort of want to dig them up to see how far along they've come. <laughs> and I think that what you want to do is sort of leave them there and let them sprout and let them take root and let them grow. In fact, a lot of the imagery that, that I keep coming back to with you is this idea of, like, solid planted foot, you know, planted seed, you know, getting one's sea legs, getting one's footing. So I think it's really more about letting yourself acclimate to the change and letting yourself relax, actually. I don't know what you left before, but it feels to me like it's something which really uh, spooked you a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't think that you need to be spooked as much as sometimes you may still get spooked. I think you can let yourself have more surety. You can let yourself have more confidence. Um, but what you need here more than anything is time and patience. Um, for some reason, I don't think, uh, for some reason, I think that was in short supply before, but I want to assure you that it is not in short supply now. So, you know, let yourself get more comfortable where you are right now. I don't think you have to be anywhere or be something any more than where you are right now. And I feel like once we get to June, you're going to see really a harmonious and organic evolution. Wonderful. That's great news, Becky. That is. That's very comforting. And um, Marie, I'm kind of new to this. Renee mm. has um, has brought me into this, uh, coming to Seattle. And I just have a quick question for you. Do you mind? No, no. Go right ahead. Okay. Over the last 18 months, I've had like three major surgeries. With mm. I've had two knee replacements. Mm-hmm. And I have lower back problems, and then in the middle of all that, I fell down and fractured two vertebrae and had that repaired, and a major hernia repair. Mm. Um, is there anything immediately I can do to to um, be healthier and augment my uh, medication? I mean, Renee's helping me with um, nutrition and everything. But sure. Thing well, you see, or any energy the, that's leaking from me? Yeah. The whole time you were talking to Christopher, I kept I wanted to say, get a massage. 
massage, get a massage. And, and when people have a lot of a, a weekly, like if you could get a weekly massage or twice a, a month massage, that'd be excellent. Because having those surgeries um, is really hard on the connective tissue and can create a lot of scarring mm-hmm. and make things more challenging to heal or to feel more flexible. So I think you really need, first of all, you need to be touched is what I, I also get. And that you need some massage. And I think it will reduce your anxiety as well and help you feel comfortable about being here in Seattle. And welcome here. Um, we're glad you made the move. Thank you very much. You're welcome and have a fantastic day. You too. Bye. Alrighty. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. One more caller. Let's talk to Marjorie calling from Seattle. Hi, Hi Mar- Marie. Hi, Christopher. Hi, Marjorie. How are you today? Good. I would like to know what my um, ruling planet is, when it's going to get better. <laughs> what <laughs> positive things do I have to look forward to in 2011? Okay, there's um, there's really a lot to look forward to that's positive in 2011. Um, what I was looking at here for you was that I saw that your ruling planet Venus is in Aries. And boy, <laughs> 2010 has been one wild roller coaster ride. <laughs> It's, uh, you know, usually we're supposed to say, well, you know, it's this. No, it has been awful. It really, really <laughs> has been, Marjorie. And kudos to you for getting through it in one piece and still being able to form sentences. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm heartened by is two things. First of all, uh, your, uh, this period, uh, the, the first four months of the year would have been very challenging. And also this October to the end of November period would have been challenging for you yeah, as my well. Best, my best friend died. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm very, very sorry yeah, to hear that. And, um, and the recent period would have been connected to Venus being retrograde, being reversed um, in a sign that's very difficult for her to be reversed or retrograde in, and that would be Scorpio, which is your sibling sign, because Scorpio is ruled by... Uh, 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 Aries, and so it's not really the true sibling sign. It's more like, anyway, I'm not going to go into it. Anyway, <laughs> it's close enough that the retrograde would have affected, um, would have affected you very powerfully. And we have uh, what, we have just a couple minutes to sure, Christopher. Sure. Thank you. What we're waiting for is for her to emerge out of the shadow period, which will be December 20th, so that will look much better for you. And then what I would add very quickly for you is I want to see what happens between the end of January and early February and then the later March period for you, because that's where, uh, astrologically speaking, your skies will look a lot brighter than they have been since uh, December 2009. That's wonderful news, Marjorie. Thank you. Thank you so much for calling in. You have a lot to look forward to. Great. Thank you. You're welcome. And thank you, Christopher, for calling in from Utah. Uh, Your beautiful website, rulingplanets.com, where people can learn about celebrities and themselves and get answers questioned by subscribing every month. I know. And Marie, thank you so much for inviting me on your wonderful, wonderful show. Oh, thank you. I'm looking forward to having you again. You're a pleasure. Well, thank you so much, Christopher. Thank you so much for being on the show. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So next week, I'm back in the studio twice, uh, Tuesday and Thursday. Okay. No, I'm not. Okay. Alyssa, thank, bless you, Alyssa. I'm only on Thursdays. And I'll be interviewing uh, Ansley McLeod, who's the author of The Instruction and The Transformation. Until next week, joyful blessings. Bye-bye. Thank you.